Yo, 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 it is episode 41 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are a sports podcast focusing on the DMV and beyond. First things first, introductions. We've got with us Jeremy. How are you today, sir? Happy to be here, that's for sure. Good to see you, my brother. Same. How are you, Jerry? I'd rather talk politics. <laughs> Your somber tone is going to set the mood for the evening, no, I think, Jerry. Not talk politics. Oh, shit. And yes. I am Todd, and we have a whole lot of shit to talk about tonight. When I say shit, I mean it, literally and figuratively, because we are three of the most fun-loving sports fans I know, and yeah, all one, three of us right one now. One of us is. I don't know about anybody else. But. All three of us right now look like our, uh, you know, somebody just kicked our dog, and that's exactly what it feels like. So. Just... It's, it's the sign of inevit- inevitability. It is. You well, know? this is it's just disappointment. This is coming. the torture of being a loyal sports fan. Yeah. Is your team is not going to sit at the top all the time, and when you are sinking lower or you see the ship going down, you, you have no choice. You got to go down. It's with like it. we're on the Titanic and we see the fucking iceberg. Coming. I know, yeah. and we're just like. Take me. Take me now. We're like, fuck. Actually, we may have already hit the iceberg. <laughs> we we're, may have. We're slowly going down under. <laughs> Our denial tells us we, we didn't actually hit the iceberg. But and you are, the, you are the most optimistic sports fan I've ever but seen. I, I got to tell you, man, I'm having a hard time. On the optimistic side, there's only one thing to do, and it's to play the fucking games and play your way out of the funk. I mean, that, that's it. Uh, so let's, just, let's get right to it and start with the Caps. Jeremy, so, is it a funk or is this the new reality? Is this what the Caps are? They're old and slow. That's a funk. And their defense sucks. I mean, they're, they suck, and they're still the fifth best team in the NHL or whatever. I mean, You don't, that's, you that's don't amass as many points as they have to this point without having a ton of talent and having a good squad. And, I mean, they were the best team in hockey for the first third of the year. That is not a small sample size. But conversely, in the last third of the year, let's take the last 29 games, for example, we are currently 14, 14, and 1 and have amassed the 22nd most points in the league. Would we even make the playoffs if that were the sample size? No, no, no. If that was the pace for the year, we would not make it. Guess who is right behind us in the last 29 games? The Islanders and the Hurricanes. Wow. Yep. And those three teams in the East, which back in December looked like they were you know, potential Eastern Conference finalists now look like they are just, they are limping to get to the finish line. And Pittsburgh just got done losing four in a row or yeah, something Yeah, Pittsburgh like that. lost four in a row. Well, Philly oh. has handed the Caps two bad losses. I mean, the, what, that 11 matchup, or 12 goals? It is becoming increasingly uh, evident to me, and I could be 100% wrong. That matchup is an absolute nightmare for the Caps. Absolute Why? nightmare. Why? What do they do? Well, what? I'm Other than you. Kevin Hayes playing like the world's greatest player well, when they good. play. Hey, he Hayes he is, is good. Yeah, Hayes is but playing I mean, great. And he can uh, sing, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Couturier, Giroux, I think Hart's a stud. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a number one goalie who's going to be really, really good. <laughs> and their backup just smoked us. Yeah, well, we also had 15 shots on goal and about, you know, 15 pen- And 15 penalties. Yeah, so... Uh, so last night was just a mess. Um, I, I will say this though: last night's first period, oh yeah, Todd special right there. We're up one nothing. We're playing good hard nosed hockey. I think I had two breakdowns on defense that I saw in the first period that worried me. So I'm like, oh, we're good. And then the second period, we just decided to have a uh, you know, uh, it, it was like a clown show in and out of the penalty box. And I think Kempney had a few of those, even though he was in the press box. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Jensen looked completely outclassed last night. He, dude, that was one of his worst games, man. My biggest, I didn't, I didn't really say, watch that much. Don't actually, we but, say that um, every week? I, yeah, I, I, Jensen, there are times during games when I'm like, come on, dude, get it together. Last night, like I was waiting for them to just roll 5D, like like Bantam you know, youth hockey, because he just didn't have it. Well, they, they can't, they got to stop taking so many damn penalties. And the officiating completely sucked, but I don't think it was necessarily one-sided. So, exactly. Um, <laughs> That's what I told you. Like that, how Dylan gets two in that scrum, an extra two. I have no fucking idea. I do have an idea, but it's still horseshit. Is that um, the same? One? I mean, didn't you get it for the the rough for the check after the whistle as opposed to anything? Okay, yeah, yeah but uh, with all the but shit that went down there, well, he was hit by three guys afterwards. Nothing, correct, you know, exactly. Whatever. But then they call that phantom interference call, and I'm like, God, these guys are just awful. Either way, it doesn't fucking matter. Our special teams is so bad that even if we get the right side of the coin and we get the the calls, we're not doing anything with it. Well, it's it, to me, it's well. The power play is getting me more and more of a concern because they can't get out of the funk they're in. Oh, it's, but it's, it's all about really zone entries, and they, if they can't get zone entries, nothing else is going to Yeah, but matter. they're doing nothing to correct um, the zone entries. Well, I try. It's not working. Well, um, 
But, I'm sorry, you're a pro team. Do fucking something yeah. different. Well, the bottom line, though, is they can't – I don't care if it's power play, penalty kill, which is – isn't penalty kill number one or is number one on the road? I don't know, whatever it is. But um, they, too many penalties. Just the, the, This team is better when it can roll four lines. Yep. You can't come close to rolling four lines when you're in the, in the box or even on the power play. Absolutely. And, it, you know, I, and one of the things I still really don't like is only playing the full two minutes. It's completely unnecessary. I'm so glad Especially to hear you say that. Especially now that you got Kovalchuk, he can do the exact same thing in the exact same spot if they don't want to mix up the two the two units, which they absolutely should. But you know, I've been saying that for decades. So. Yep, Jay, I'm with you 100, percent man. With with the addition of Kovalchuk, you have another super uber skilled guy who specializes on power play time, and we're sitting there with basically the first unit for about a, a minute forty of the power play, in which they've entered the zone probably three or four times for about 10 seconds a piece only to have the turn, you know, turn it over and have it exit again. It's yeah, and, pathetic. And just to, you know, I'm going to pile on my own point and just, <laughs> Ovi can't come out for a while, then Carlson can't come out. They're two of your best players. Ovi even, you know, I would say, honestly, he's one of the more, they're more disciplined guys right now. But you can't play him for a good two minutes after the power play because he has played two minutes on the power play. Exactly. And that just, and now, now maybe that I'm overstating that because they've never tried to change it. But I just would much rather see one minute, hard, get off, be ready to be that first shift after the power play. Yep. Send Carlson over right back out there. Yep. You know, if you don't score, then you still you still got your top line out there and still rolling the fourth line out there just trying to hold on. Right. It doesn't, it just, I, it, it's not working, like, it, like it's you not, said. It's not working. And another quick little stat here that, that is troubling for me, at least. Yes, they are currently, if you look at the league records, if you take conferences and divisions out of it, just go straight up records, points, et cetera. We're fifth in the league with 86 points. Our goal differential, however, is only a plus 24. We are by far the lowest of the top 10 okay. in goal differential. By that's, far? Yeah, by six. The next one is 30. Okay. That, that, that's worrisome to me. It doesn't matter if you're the fifth best team in the league if the last you're one of the bottom tier teams in the last third of the third, season. Yeah, the last 29 games. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it matters how you're going in, not how you're, uh, you know. I don't know. I mean, here's how I look at it. Either... The Caps are old and slow, and that's just what they are. Um, their defense obviously is bad. There's no hiding it now. I mean, they have they have three defensemen, one of which is pl- playing on the wrong side. Apparently, Orlov I, I, he doesn't look that comfortable to me. I don't well, know and he hasn't been that good all year anyway. I don't think. And uh, but Gudis and Kempney and Jensen. I mean, yeah, you, you, those guys are just. You can't hide them, yeah. right? And whoever's in the game is going to get attacked, mm-hmm. and they cannot get the puck out of the zone. They just cannot. When the other team dumps it in there, and it's, it feels like they're the other team has the puck possession like four minutes. They can't even they can't even ice it. I mean, it's right. it's that bad. And inevitably, they get scored upon. Inevitably, they make a mistake. They make one of those stupid turnovers, um, and it and it crushes them, and then they have penalties. So, my. So the defensive lapses are going to be there. I don't know if it's a uh, coaching problem, if it's a scheme problem. I think the power play is a scheme problem uh, because half the time they can't even get it in the zone um, before I, I, it gets cleared I, out. I'm beginning to, to completely agree with that statement because the personnel, the same personnel has been one of the most successful power plays in the league. And they and just do the, not. They it's, just do the same thing over and over again. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I don't watch a lot of hockey games that don't involve the Caps. But when I do, and even against the teams the Caps are playing, they nobody has as much trouble getting into the zone on a power play than the Caps do. I mean, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. And once the other team gets in, no matter who it is, they're in there for a minute. Right. You know, without a clear. So, you know, I think part of the blame, we gave him a lot of credit, but part of the blame uh, is McClellan. He made bad choices. I mean, Jensen was a mistake. Kempney, you can't really do anything about him. I mean, it's his hamstring. Right. When you lose your hamstring, it's just like a, that's an Alex Smith type thing. Sure. You, you know? know, injuries are what they are. You're right. And Gudis, I don't think anybody had any expectations that he was going to be anything special. Um, maybe they're, they're pushing him into a role that he's really not equipped for. Well, Jeremy mentioned that earlier yeah. in the year. What I was mean, the third pair last night? Was that Jensen and Gudis? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's Sieg's what it is a, should be. If wait, no, so Sieg's played up with Orlov. No, no, it was it was Sieg's and Gudis was the third pair. Okay, they put Jensen with Orlov. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, Either way, the, to Jerry's point, basically, aside from Carlson and Dylan, I mean, you're you're a patchwork defensive right. lineup, right? And you're going to be, and there's no there's no masking it. No, other than in the playoffs, you're playing four, 
and you know, at least you can you'll have three bad defensemen you can rotate in there, mm-hmm. right? right? I mean, Kempney Kempney's going tonight apparently. Um, I don't expect much. I'd like to see him sit and stretch him out or something. Or I mean, I I don't know what to, I'm not a trainer, but maybe if he can rehab a little bit and who knows? I mean, yeah. It, but but at the end of the day, you're gonna have to hide half of your defense, you know, in the playoffs. I will say this though, in the playoffs, the Caps are gonna be big and physical. And in a seventh game series, even against Philly, maybe they can wear them out. You know, that's really it. And, that, that's and that's really, I think, the only. I'm a, I'm a little bit with you on that one. And I we have seen over the years really good, solid teams that look like they were old and slow, and we're like, oh no, you know, here's the writing on the wall. These guys are done, and then they win a playoff series or two just because they are tested and tried. And the veterans know how to fucking turn it on, and they're like, "Let's well, go!" And the Caps have every every ingredient to make that happen. Well, the the comments from Lars Eller after last night's game indicate that more effort is needed. Yes, and he says everybody because he didn't want to call anybody out. But I think the inference is the guys on the first line. I mean, Ovechkin, God bless him, he likes to hit. He doesn't hit as much as he used to, and I know he's conserving because he's getting older. Yeah, you know that that makes sense, but. Um, he clearly lacks in 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 the defensive end. When he when he floats in there, you can just see it. Mm-hmm. He's, he just floats. Kuznetsov does the same thing. Right. I'm not sure Backstrom's very you know a great defensive guy. I I don't know if he is or isn't. Yeah, he's positionally tremendous, but he's just not that fast. Right. You know. So, uh, but 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 Eller seems to think that there's more effort, which me, leads me to the conclusion that they're really just trying to get to the end of the year. Exactly. I, I use the term limp across the finish line. I think that's kind of where they, and honestly, like Jay said, Pittsburgh. I think that's where they and Pittsburgh and the Islanders are right, right. now. All three are uber skilled, and it's almost like they want to go, can we just can we just start the playoffs now? It, you know, can we- it doesn't matter who they play. I think they're going to be an underdog against a- anybody. But if they go a seven-game series because they're big and physical. I mm-hmm. mean, Wilson was hitting last night. It's not like what, what disappoints me the most. It's not like the Caps weren't trying. You know, it's not like they were going through the motions. I mean, at least Wilson was out there hitting. You know, Hathaway. The the the. My takeaways from the first are one is John Carlson started off on fire, and that probably masked masked a lot of problems. It, you very know, possible. it wasn't sustainable, but it made us look like offensively we were better than we were. Right. And two, the fourth line was better at the beginning than they are now. Um, yeah, Hathaway got a goal, I think, against Winnipeg. But other than that, they don't. He got a goal last night. Did he? Yeah. Okay. So if they can start picking up, I mean, that's where the Caps. Everybody says Michael Kempney and the the Stanley Cup run was the key ingredient, and he very well might have been. But I thought the fourth line and during that run was amazing. Absolutely. When you can get Smith Pelly scoring, dude, he's, and, he's he's a cult hero now. Yeah, man, I mean, you know? I mean, but he was he was getting like seven goals and he had like five yeah. the whole you know. Well, when the bottom when the bottom six can put up a goal game in the playoffs, you're going to go a long way. Yes, period. well said. That's right. Well said. I guess I guess another stat that really concerns me, and to pile on the the, the defensive ineptitude here, because why not? Let's do it, right? Is um, two, two, two. for the first time since 2007, the Caps have allowed three or more goals in nine consecutive games. That's a, really not a very good stat. You know, that that's almost like akin to like if the Nats had a, a rough patch and you're like, oh, they're going to be OK. You're, they're going to be OK. And you're like, OK, the key to our team is Strauss and Scherzer and all these guys. And we gave up five runs in 10 straight games. It's like you're not going to win very many games doing that. That's I mean, pretty much the, the the opposite of a heater that the Caps are on right now. I'm stunned. Like, I'm not stunned that Maryland in our next segment we talk about. I'm not stunned that they're limping across the line. Right. That's sort of their M.O. I'm stunned that the Cavs are because they were built. They're a championship pedigree team. They've been through the wars. Um, they know what it takes to win. They should be able to give 75% effort and win if the other team's given 75% mm-hmm. effort. But right now, ever since December, right. I'm, I'm stunned that they, they just can't figure it out. Now, it truly is a tale of two seasons for this team. They were far and away the best team in the Metro arguably one of the top two to three teams in the entire NHL for a solid 30-game stretch. And in the pre, in the next 30 games, they are very much a middle-of-the-pack to lower-pack team, and the numbers support that. I'm not shitting on them. That's, that's the way they are right now. 
Yeah, I just think that the, with with them, and they are getting older, a little slower. I mean, there's still some plenty of guys that can fly, but the, I, to me, again, with the, the Caps, it's not about pure speed. It's about possession and then the pace that comes with that possession. And they just it snowballs on them when they don't have that. I mean, I feel like early, we were talking about earlier in the season to now, those high-danger chances are one or two a game. Even if the team scored on both of those, usually this team's good enough to get three goals, you win your games. That's what was happening a lot, you know. They were getting a lot of, you know, overtime wins, things like that, because that's even dried up. Yeah. I think they have one loser point in the last, what, 20 games or something like that. Right. And that was, to, yeah, that exactly. wouldn't happen earlier in the year. When they lost, that's how they would lose. That's a really good point, so. Jay, because if you could just grind it out on the road and get, you know, get the game to 4-4 and find a way to get a loser point, if you do that once every other week, that's an additional three or four points in the month, and now they're still sitting in first, and we're we're probably having a different kind of conversation. And we're going beyond that. There were a couple of games. We're like, wow, good job, loser point, and they still they're going the last minute. Like, holy crap, they won regulation, and they're down four two going into the third, and they're just not coming close to doing that stuff right now. And I think that's I think that the way they played, even at the tail end of the good stretch, has led to this because yeah, I think they, you're right. They really, you know, probably played about 20 games, 25 games where they were really on top of their game. And then they kind of started slipping a little bit, mm-hmm. but were able to mask it with talent. And now they're getting tired, banged up, and they're just not I think not you're as spot good. on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the the way I see the formula for the Caps, um, and again, I'm the least informed person, maybe, other than me and Holly. We just talked about uh, that's it. That's okay. But uh, they get a seventh game, seven-game series. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Mm-hmm. Islanders, Flyers, Penguins, doesn't matter. And the last decade tells us. They're going to use all seven games. Right. I mean, they're going to, but they're but going it to doesn't matter. So you got to split the first two, right? You got to split the first two, and you got to unload hits. And by games three and four, maybe those guys trying to forecheck are not coming in as hard as they were, and all that shit. And you know, maybe by games five and six, just like Tampa, the you know a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. they don't have anything left by game six, right. and they're just shells, and mm-hmm. they they just can't take the the punishment anymore, and it beats your own team up. But if that's your strength, right. I mean, they got some big dudes on their team. You Dude, know? I mean, even last night, Philly is still big, bad, and nasty. And I think we were the more aggressive physical team. But I don't know if Philly – and look, kudos to them, man. Nah, they're they're, they're really good. They're, they're, they're on a really, heater right now. They're playing really, really but well. Can, I really like their coach, too. Can they, I've always been a fan of his. Can they do it for seven games when it goes back-to-back You know, every other night? And that is, when that is still the trump card that we hold. Because we have the experience. That's the only trump card we hold, I think. Because right now our defense is shitty, and that's a freaking liability, man. It's not good. It's and not I don't, good. I don't know. I mean, you you can't hide them. Someone's got to play. You know, you got three who are any good, and then you got to like. I'd like to see Reardon get your get your top four out there and just play them. Mm-hmm. Right, play your top four. Get your rotation going. I mean, tonight Gudis is out. Campney's in. You know, are we going to do that for the playoffs? Like, there, there'll never be any cohesiveness. I just think, I mean, what do I think? I heard some guy on the radio mention sure. <laughs> yeah, that Orloff's on the other side. And he's not doesn't look comfortable. But like Jeremy said, maybe he hadn't been that good all year. But you know, we obviously swung and miss on a lot of defensemen. Well, here's the deal: there's no magic fix, but this this roster is not uh, is not drastically different than the one that. You know, went eighteen three and two or whatever the the the, the stretch was. Right. That wasn't just a small sample size of a heater. That was sustained dominant play. To Jeremy's point, towards the end of after they had that great run, started to drop a few points here and there. Started to show signs of being you use the term disinterested. I don't think that that's the case now. They look desperate now. Yeah, they look they look interested and they just look old and they just look discombobulated. You know, they really do. Um, However, within all that, again, if you just watched the first period back last night, not knowing what the result was, you you figure the Caps win that game 4-1 on home ice. one nothing lead, completely dominating in scoring chances, hits, you name it. And the goal that they got was pure speed from all the way from one end of the ice to the other. It was a beautiful goal. Absolutely. And to Jeremy's point, that's what I've been harping on all year about playing fast. I'm not talking about the Dylan Larkin speed demon. That doesn't fucking happen in the NHL. It, those, yeah, those, except for it, <laughs> those incidents are very isolated, right? The Vranas of the world, the McDavid's, the Larkins, those guys can do it from time to time, but you don't get much time and space, especially in the playoffs. You move the puck as fast as humanly possible. And right now, we are complacent with the puck, and it starts in our own end. I love John Carlson. When, when we're breaking the puck out sometimes, I want to fucking shake him and be like, dude, 
Can you please get the puck off of your stick? Our defensive, our, our defensemen suck at that. But I maintain, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, I think that's a systematic thing. You might I be think right. that they are being taught to break the puck out a certain way, and it is not working. See, here's, here's, what, here's what upsets me. When you're watching the Redskins play under Greg Minuski and their pass rushers are dropping back in coverage, you can sort of say, what the fuck is he doing? But I can't look at hockey and, and look at that and say, well, what are they doing wrong? That's See, what's frustrating to me. And, 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 and I am looking at it, at it going, what the fuck are they doing? Why isn't that puck moving from point to point? Why isn't that puck circling back around? Why isn't the center coming back quicker? Why isn't the winger releasing earlier? Like, I'm seeing a lot of little basic things. They look like a video game that's just stuck in, like, medium. Well, maybe the forwards aren't coming back. I don't know. Well, they're unsure right now because all the mistakes they've been making. And I, you know that creates the the these problems. If Carlson isn't sure if Wilson's going to you know not step on the puck, fall over, and turn it over one out of ten times, then he might be a little more confident on snapping something up to him. But that is happening. You know the, the Caps are having too many turnovers in the neutral zone. It's been happening well for years, really. But I just feel like for some reason it's magnified this year. Don't know why. When it comes to the playoffs, though, and I this, I'd probably say this about once a month, so I've probably said it a dozen times on this pod. <laughs> but the seven games that you can game plan for matters if your coaching staff is good. So that I think really we're going to see what this staff can do in the playoffs this year. And if they can't get it done. You're going to see a change at the end of this year. I think it's, I'm glad to hear you say I that. I think Jay. it's looking like Pittsburgh in the first round, and maybe that's not bad. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I'll look, tell you, I don't care who they get this year in the first I round. I don't really care either. I, I, I really I, don't. Every year, I cop out and I go, "Oh, the first round series is going to go seven, and it fucking does like every single time. So I'm with you. I don't think it matters who they play. I think it's going to be a long, grinded out series. I mean, Pittsburgh is very skilled. Obviously, they're very skilled. But do you want to play them in the first or second round when you're tired? Right, I mean, you might, you might as well just. Get, yeah. I mean, you got to play at some point. Too many factors just doesn't matter. I, doesn't I, matter. I'm not it doesn't worried matter. about this season. Um, all right. So I just like to, I'd like to see the cap string three or four wins in a row. Get some confidence. Get some momentum. Get some rhythm. I would actually love to see like a five game stretch where we give up like eleven total goals. Right. I don't care if four of them are in one game. I'm saying like. Have a five-game stretch where your yeah. your team goal against now is is in like the the two or sub two range. I mean, hope he's going real. again tonight. What does that tell what? you? Really? Yeah, hmm. he's going again to, according to Russian Machine. I but, I saw I saw conflicting reports today. That tells me Sammy might be dinged up or something. That's I mean that makes no sense. Either way, we we shit on Holpe a couple months ago. Clearly not the the root of the problem. The root of the problem is the defensive schemes and the breakdowns. Um, and no goalie in the league is going to be able to sustain those breakdowns. So, Caps, get it together because I got news for you. The rest of my teams aren't doing very well either. And I'm clinging to life here as a loyal sports fan. I'll never jump ship. Don't worry, guys. You have the O's coming up. Uh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, buddy. Bunch of guys we don't know who they are. That's going to be awesome. Another 100 <laughs> loss. Just watch Major League at the beginning, and uh, that's what Todd and Jeremy are like. That's exactly right. Um, who are these shitty fucking guys? So another, another one of my teams that is not doing very well here in the DMV. Well, again, take it with a grain of salt, but it, it has not They're been They're not doing very well. It has not been good. Our beloved Terps. Ah... Uh, I don't know what to say about them. I am I'm not as down on the Terps or as frustrated with them as I am with the Caps because to, to uh, bank on something you said earlier, Jerry, I kind of saw this stretch happening for Maryland. They pulled a bunch of wins out of their hat when they probably shouldn't have, and you know in college basketball the pendulum is going to swing the other way, especially in a really competitive conference like the Big Ten. So it did not shock me when we dropped – the game to Michigan State at home. We beat Michigan State there. I didn't think there was any way you're going to beat Tom Izzo twice in the same season. It just, I, I just didn't think it was going to happen. Maryland's not good enough. But I did think they were going to go on the road to Rutgers and have a good, grinded-out, low-scoring game. Unfortunately, we scored like it was a low-scoring game, and we gave up points on the other side. Rutgers couldn't miss. We couldn't hit a shot. Summary, game, set, match. That's exactly what happened. And it's unbelievably frustrating to watch. Jeremy, what do you think? Well, I sort of like Todd said, this stretch was not unexpected, and I may already be flip-flopping in my own mind on my opinion on this in terms of you know comparing the Caps to the Terps. The biggest thing that scares me about the Terps is one bad game and they're done in the tournament. 
Yep. Caps can have one of these bad games in a series and still come back from it. Terps can't. Yep. Um, but I, one of the positives I took from that Rutgers game was the way Rutgers played, Maryland wasn't winning that game. It didn't matter. So the fact they didn't win doesn't really bother me. Um, but I liked Sorrell got a little more PT. I liked that, uh, that Tomaj got a little more PT because we're going to need those guys on Saturday or Sunday in the second round. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume they get there. Still, probably losing the first round, but um, I just I don't know what Turge is supposed to do because again, I mean, I think just look about the Caps. It could be a coaching thing, at least to an extent. But because I was talking to actually, uh, shout out to Shake. I don't know if he's going to listen to this since he now knows about the podcast. Oh, hey, Shake. But um, we were talking about a little bit watching the you know the game on Saturday, and I. I think a lot of times the guys that make the, the most mistakes are Cowan and Sticks. Because they have the ball. Yeah, when well, you can't the bench those guys either. Right. I mean, so exactly. it's like, what do you, you know, what is he really supposed to do about, you know, what's going on? And I, I was actually talked to Tyler about this today, so I'm not going to bore him with this, but I was not as discouraged by for the two for twenty start at the, from the, you know from three as probably everybody else in the world was because it's pathetic. how could you not be? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. No, not as disappointed. Finish as your point. Else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I can fucking yeah. rail you. No, it is. <laughs> Please don't I, rail him. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can fun. rail on him. That might be fun for you, but um, <laughs> but uh, he they Fuck. just they they couldn't even get a shot off. So they're chucking up threes at the end of the shot clock. I was like, of course they're gonna miss those. So I mean, really, they're only as bad as about two for fifteen. Is all I'm trying to say. All right, let me break down some realism for you fools. <laughs> hey man, I, the grass is not not greener over here. Last bro. four games. They have been down by 14 points or more in each game. and That's like giving up three goals or more in yeah, nine straight. I mean, they had a miracle comeback here. in Minnesota. They did. But other than that, they have been shitty. Awful. All four fucking games. Awful. Not even really competitive. So, so why are they number one in the best conference in the country? Because they had some wins at the middle of the year, but it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter now. It matters how you're going into the – I mean, look at Michigan State. They sucked at the beginning of the year. Now they're on a heater. They do it every fucking year. And they year. do it every fucking year because that's what their tournament tough. Maryland, I mean, they, they, they can play good in, in the grind. Right. But when teams start saying, all right, now we're getting ready for March, now they're falling apart. That's concerning. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how they. It doesn't matter where they are. It matters how they're playing. If they go in and they lose to Michigan at home, playing for the conference regular season tie, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. I mean, they're going to get the double bye, and if they lose that, now you're losing six in a row. And this is the Turgeon. This is what he does, right? He loses when it counts. So, he has in the past, um, and it's not like they're. First of all. None of these teams that they just played, other than Michigan State, which obviously I think is going to be there, one of the top teams in the uh, in the end. Oh, they're tough as shit, man. They're- Rutgers ain't going nowhere. I know they they play at the rack, and that's supposed to be amazing, and they've been good all year. Fuck that, dude. They're a they're a they're a first round loss. Yeah. Um. I, I don't disagree. Ohio State's a first round loss. Don't disagree. Minnesota's not even going. Yep. Michigan's first round loss. They're, they're you know they're not. They're, it's not like they're playing a gauntlet. Of, you know, Duke, UNC back in the day, Duke, right. UNC, Wake right. Forest, you know, your top fifteen teams all over. You know, um, it's just it's disappointing, and I don't know if it's because um, Sticks and Cowan may be getting worn down because they've relied on them so much and they've played so many minutes. But I am so fucking sick of people talking about Wiggins and how great he is because he ain't nothing special. He, yeah. I mean, he, he, he could he could shoot in high school. Can't shoot very well now. I mean, it drove me fucking crazy when they were six for like 25. If you're not making them, do something different. The the fact that they couldn't get the ball inside or even run some mismatch pick and roll plays where the, the goal isn't to get the shot from inside, but it's to get a mismatch. So when you kick it back out, to Jay's point, there's not two seconds left on the shot clock and it's not as contested. They have sizable guards that can be a matchup problem. And I'm not talking about Morcel posting up a six-foot guy. I'm talking about Morcel trying to take the 6'10 guy to the hole and then kicking it out to Ayala, who now has the little six-foot guard who has to rotate on him. And now over to Cowan, back to Wiggins, and then into Smith. Any, any combination of things to get them moving around. There, was, there were back-to-back series last night where not one Maryland pass even touched the paint on an offensive series. And we had the ball for almost the entire 30 seconds on each series. 
So basically, mm. we played we played fucking like you know hot potato around the perimeter and then jacked up two threes in a row. Well, last night they didn't even make a shot, but that's a different story. Um, Fuck off! <laughs> all the nights uh, are running together. No, but uh, I actually I don't all the pain, usually, all the pain yeah, and misery. <laughs> I don't usually notice this, maybe because hopefully because it doesn't happen in Maryland games. They looked like the Caps taking it back to that on the power play a couple times. <laughs> I had the I'm same like, thought. Why is no one but Cowan moving? I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? I know, I know. You know, there's nothing worse other than getting kicked in the balls. There is nothing worse than watching the Caps fucking just stand around in their power play and wait for Ovechkin to get the puck, and everybody's like, "Who's oh, gonna shoot it?" No shit. I mean, how many times have we fucking seen that? Jesus Christ! I mean, if seven hundred or so. No, but I like uh, I like I like the analogy Jay just made because there were definitely some sequences last night where Rutgers hit a big shot, or there was even one where we got a really nice defensive stand, get the ball, we push it up the court. Of course, Turge is doing the slow it down from the sidelines. I'm yeah. like, no, fucking push the pace, you idiot, yeah. in any event. Yeah. So they reset the offense only to have three passes, a combined probably two feet between. They were basically just handing the ball off to each other. The mini weave. Yeah, the mini weave, and then Wiggins just dribbled it right off his foot and out of bounds. I was like, hey, good thing we didn't push the pace there, Turge. Good job, good job Ollie yeah. from fucking Hoosiers. Yes, they're short. Short. Too short. You, you know what drives me crazy? I would say 80% of the time when the game has started – and I, I don't care what sport it is of the team I'm cheering for recently. I get there and they're captured down by two goals or Maryland's down by 12. You know, it's like, I mean, what did Michigan State start off like nine nothing? Well, the first time I looked at my phone, because uh, Frankie had a game. So I'm standing there and I'm like, oh, okay, the game just started. And I'm like, I don't want to jinx it. I'll, I'll wait for a couple minutes. I looked down, it was 20 to six. I was like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding? I mean, isn't that the worst <laughs> feeling in the world? And I'm telling you, course, eight I, out of 10 times that happens. I know. To me right and, now. and of course, I DVR'd it. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go home and watch this one. This is going to be great. Fuck. Well, you know, that game was on, that was an ESPN game, right? Yes. So UVA, it was UVA Duke was on right before. For it. Yes, and so they didn't cut into it till about five minutes into the game. What nine nothing? As soon as they switched <laughs> over to the side, Jesus Christ! <sighs> but it's with the Caps. They're inevitably. I mean, they scored first last night, but I know. So, so and the kiss of death last night. As soon as they scored first, and the game was on NBCSN. They said, Caps, 19-0-2 when scoring first, and I'm like, oh fuck, here it is. And then, you know what course, kills me you know. is is you know it's one one right. They get that goal, and then. That's my sign to stop watching and start watching on my phone, right? right? Because I'm trying to get my mojo back. Mm-hmm. I got to get ready for the playoffs because I never watch a game. <laughs> That's right. Um, but it's Thank like God. unless every, you're there, and then you have like 10, time, ten Bud Lights. Every time, you, you know. know in the playoffs, I'll tell you what I do, right? I, 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 I watch the Caps game. What the other team scores first, that's it for me. I don't watch anymore. And then every 30 minutes, I check my phone. And I, I block everybody else out of the thing, right? <laughs> and and that took us to the Stanley Cup championship. So I do it every time. Guess who else did that? Right? This one over here. Yeah. Yeah. So last night, it made one, one – once the other team scores, I'm done, right, until the Caps get the lead again. So – I was supposed to do it every You're half hour. for a while. Yeah, I was supposed to do it every half hour, but I'd, I'd, get, I'd get antsy, right? I'd right. get antsy, and I didn't have discipline. And the two times I turned it back early, <laughs> that was right when the freaking Flyers were celebrating. Both times. It was like God is punishing me. Yeah. You know? It's like right when they, you know, it's 3-1. I'm like, what the fuck? This is all in the second period. Well, maybe you deserve it because he, he saved me a little bit last night because I was planning my next cruise and not worried too much about the game. So, <laughs> Jerry. You got to go get the Corona? <laughs> yeah, I definitely have plenty of Corona yeah, on the a ship. a bunch of Coronas. Yeah, you'll be locked on the fucking boat for 30 days. Good, go, hey, good man, just, as just long keep long the beers flowing. That's right. Keep the goose and tonic coming. Sorry, can't go back to work. I'm quarantined on a ship. Nah, so I, uh, I, I, am not, I am not optimistic that this Maryland season is going to end any other way than it's done in the Turgeon era, which is high expectations and a second round exit in the NCAA tournament. Well, However, yeah. they have the parts to go far. Just like the Caps, they have they have the personnel, they got the talent, <laughs> uh, they can go far. Winston. Winston. Now, we well, got the team, yeah. we got the talent. Mentioned it about uh, the Caps, so... Let's say that exact scenario, which is probably at worst 50-50 that that happens, um, is Turge in trouble. Um, so who I say no, but I could see the other side. So the, the very logical part of me says there's no way Turge is in trouble okay. for a bunch of reasons, not the least Financially. Of which, correct. That's not the least big, of which is financial. One. That's a big one. <laughs> and if not him, then who? Because, Always my question. Because – 
what you know the, the the Terps fans certainly look at him and go, this guy can't coach. He can't do this. He can't do that. Yet another season with twenty plus wins. Yet another season with NCAA tournament aspirations. I had another recruiting class coming in that's good. And knock on wood, as far as we know, it's a clean program. Yeah. Like I, I had really this, hard. To, I had the same conversations with some of my West Virginia friends. Who, I mean, you want to see a collapse? I mean, Huggins has lost that. Team. Okay, so they were on this weekend. It was like weird downtime for me, and I turned it on. It was at West Virginia. I think it was Oklahoma that was playing. They got smoked. Dude, I mean, it was that, awful. That team has quit, and everybody wants Huggins fired. I'm like, why? Who else are you going to get up there? And and, and that's who. The question, I mean, right? he won yes. 20 games, right? He's going to go to the tournament. They're losing the first round, but who else are you? Who else is going to take that job? It's fucking Morgantown. You know, it's not I, like Calipari's coming in there. I, I'm with you, man. When and Huggins came there, it was like, holy shit! I can't believe that guy came home. Right. You know. Right. So. As far as I'm concerned, he coaches until he either puts us on probation or he dies, <laughs> which may be next year. Either yeah, one. Yeah, will come back. <laughs> interesting to see which would be the better odds of that happening first. Yeah, we had um, Pitt Snoggle. God, we didn't know, we didn't know <laughs> Pitt Snoggle, man. Seriously. That guy was awesome. That guy was great. So, so that's the real question is, I Turge drives me crazy, but he's a good man. He's a good recruiter. Um, and honest to God, I actually – liked his press conference the other night after the game. He did look exasperated. He did look, but it's hard to argue with what he said. He goes, look, he goes, I love those guys in that locker room. They work hard. He goes, we've had a really bad 72 hours. He goes, we haven't been good. Yep. He goes, the only thing to do, get back to practice, hopefully lick our wounds a little bit, and we got to go out, we got to win Sunday. And I like hearing that mentality because – a couple years ago, I think that that would be the Turgeon of old where he's painted into a corner and he's like, well, we couldn't get a call tonight and they just they shot better than we did. And He didn't say any of that. He was just like, we weren't good. We got to get better. I mean, I, at the end of the day, he's your guy. Financially, you cannot get rid of him I'm with and you. have enough capital to get somebody who's going to be better. I agree. Right? I mean, yeah, because the names of guys that you would want that were are pedigree-wise above him, They've already got good jobs. They're already making a shit ton of money. Yeah. Uh, they're not leaving for Maryland. You know, exactly. Bill Self's not leaving Kansas for Maryland. They should. You know? First of all, they should get a top five coach because they're University of Maryland and maybe the greatest recruiting fertile area in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have, to, uh, we we have, to, I have told everybody who will listen. If John Calipari coached at Maryland, they would be in the Final Four every other year and winning winning national championships every third year because. He would get all those dudes to stay home, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he's a good coach. I don't know if he's a good floor coach at all, but all I know is he can recruit, Yep. and Kentucky is maybe – I mean, obviously, that's a national name, so that can recruit a little bit as good or better than Maryland, but you put him here with all this talent around here in the D.C. area, you would never leave the top ten, yep. ever. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that. But it would also cost you twenty million dollars or whatever. It would cost a ton, and, and the chances that you're on probation in two or three years are fairly high. Yeah, but they, he hadn't put anybody. He hadn't put Kentucky on probation. But I tell you what, when he commits a, a violation, they'll just cut West Virginia. So that's that's how the NCAA works, right? Right. It, it, North Carolina, North Carolina basically cheats, and it's a given. They they're doing fake classes. Nothing happens to them. But damn it, you know, fucking. Gonzaga or, or some low-level team, not Gonzaga maybe, but, you know, some Wyoming, man, they'll get hammered. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they'll, they'll have to, you know, but not anybody with pedigree. Nope. Fuck that. Nope. So West Virginia, their they're history next time Kentucky gets trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't know. So, all right, so here's a question. Who, who exceeds expectations at this point? The Caps or the Terps? If we have to pick one, who's, I think the, I think the got, Caps do. I, 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 I think so too. And I Jeremy think with, made the, with, yep, Jer- yeah, with Jeremy's yep. formula of the seven game series, I agree. And yep. the, their size, um, and the fact that nobody can out hit them when they're when they want to. Right. You know, I think that will wear them down. Um, I don't. They could easily lose in the first round, but I think they have the better chance to go farther and and pleasantly surprise us. Because right now, I think both the Caps and Maryland will lose in the first round. You know, not in the first weekend. First weekend for the yeah. for, for the Terps. Yeah, I would just say I have lower expectations for the Terps and the Caps, so I would say that Terps have a better chance to exceed those expectations. But huh, fair I mean, enough. You know. I mean, to play devil's turns- advocate just real quick while I was thinking about it, you know, because it's a one-and-done tournament, Maryland conceivably is going to have the best two players on the floor until the Final Four. I mean, what if you just ride 30 from Cowan and 30 from Sticks in the first That would be amazing. I mean, that would be that's amazing. kind of what they have to do, right? Absolutely. That would yeah. be amazing. 
So yeah, that's, that's your game plan, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the lower, the more games you drop, not only are you on a on you know you're cold going in with no momentum or confidence, but you're also playing better teams. See that. To me, the Michigan game is so key for that very reason because the Big Ten tournament is always really weird. Fly out to the Midwest for the midweek tournament. You hope to get the double bye. Jesus Christ, I hope so. Uh, they well, already got it. I'm pretty they sure already, that's they already pretty got pretty the double bye. Okay. Sure. All right. Thanks, I just God. think it would be nice but to get the if, fucking Big Ten it, title. It, it would be great. But if we lose this game against Michigan, we'll, we'll now have lost four out of five down the stretch. That's not good. No, <laughs> that's not good at all. No exactly. one's going, no one's, you know, trumpeting, you know, going, oh, man, this is a Final Four team. They're going, oh, shit. Maryland's, well, they're, and they're right Here we go picking, again. You know? and Jerry's going to yell at me for loser talk, but one of the reasons I want to win the damn game against Michigan is, so if they do lose in, the, in their first game in the Big Ten tournament, it's not six in a row or whatever the hell it is. I agree with you know? that. No, <laughs> I like, agree with that. Yeah, because yeah. we already even said we don't want them to make a long run necessarily because they'll get tired, but we'll just win the damn game Sunday. Everyone will be fine. You'll still. I still think they probably get a two seed. Worst of three if they win on on uh, on Sunday. Three. I think. I think that. Uh, I think the back to back losses cemented them as a three. Now, yeah. if they go to the Big Ten championship game, oh, yeah, if they win Sunday, go to the Big Ten title game, win or lose, they're a two. You know. Um, can they win? Can they get to the championship game and forfeit so they can rest? Because <laughs> if they have to play Michigan State again, oh, it's gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 well, you know, neutral how does, site. How does Michigan State consistently have guys that are 28 and 29 years old? By the way, do those guys look like, like six kids? And, I don't know, like, man, but there was a reason they were preseason five. They have talent, and now they're putting it together. Yeah. So. Well, they're they're getting contributions now from some of the young guys that we've never really heard of, whereas the Wiggins, Ayala, um, even Sorrell Smith, um, who, am I, who am I forgetting? Um, Dante Scott, those guys, they're really doing a whole lot on the offensive end nope. right now. And actually, you know, Scott's a good name to bring up because when I love the way that guy plays. All it takes from him, and a lot of it, you know, one of the things I don't really understand how bad their defensive rebounding has gotten. I don't know how it's gotten so bad. It's pathetic. Um, but it's caps power when, play bad. When Scott has one or two more rebounds, usually on the defensive end, maybe two to four more points. That's just a huge difference. Just like the uh, same if if you get a little bit out of Sorrell, a little bit out of Tomajic, that's really what can put this team over the top. And they just have been getting not like. Not enough. They've been getting zero from a lot of those positions, and that's yeah. just that's not going to be enough when you need to play again four games in ten days, like they just got off of. If we want to make the final four, they're playing four games in ten days. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, I really hope that these two teams can can you know, they, I hope that they see the value in the talent that they have, and they at least approach that potential yeah. in the postseason. Because how. Conversely, how many years have we gone into a playoff series being a Caps fan or gone into the tournament being a Terps fan going, fuck yeah, this is the year, and then the first-round loss stinks so yeah. badly? Yeah. It's almost like reverse psychology. We're like, yeah, we're limping into the playoffs, and then in the corner we're like, come on, baby. Come on, give me something well, to get man, excited about. I'm hopeful. I mean, I, I I love the Caps. I love Ovechkin. He's the best player I will ever personally root for in any sport. Amazing, um, right? But, you know, I can see him. He plays when he wants to play. Doesn't play when he doesn't want to play. He right now he wants to score goals because that's all anybody's talking about. But I'm I'm wondering if maybe it's um back to the caps. I'm wondering if it's maybe the forwards and you know those guys not giving maximum effort. And you know what? It's frustrating is right now. Maybe they shouldn't give maximum effort if they want to give maximum effort in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. But, exactly. But it's not like, this bad. Right. You know? Right. 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 Well, and I know Jeremy's going to say this is complete blasphemy and everything else, but I'm just throwing it out there. I sent you guys the tweet about, um, you know, the fact that the Devils back in the day were in first place, you know, going with three games left in the season, and they fired their head coach. And, you know, they, they were like, this guy got us here, but he's not going to get us over the top. But wasn't that like a player revolt? I mean, the, the, the players hated that guy. No, that was Lou, right? That was Lamarillo, who replaced uh, Robinson. Is that what it was? Yeah, okay. but I thought it was yeah. that yeah. the players just refused to play for him. Yeah. No, no, that was Lou going. We have enough guys in this locker room that don't buy in a hundred percent. They're going to buy into what yeah. I say. We got the talent to go all the way, so Lou, I'm taking them. Yeah. Lou definitely made the decision. I just didn't remember who fairly, got replaced. Fairly and certain stuff it was like it was Lou taking over for Larry Robinson. But, I mean, I, I, that's not going to happen. Uh, it, McClellan, Leonsis, they're way it's too not loyal. Their it's, MO. It's, yeah. it, it, they're not going to do it. But all I'm saying is, if we're sitting here saying. This this room has well, all the talent. Put, who are you going to put in there? Well, that's part of the it's that, that's part of the same question. The, 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 the pastry, the pastry chef. You can put him in there. No, how about um, how about Alan May? 
I would love Alan May to be behind the bench. <laughs> what does. if they went up and got Dale Hunter down just for the playoffs? Oh, <laughs> Ovechkin would quit. He'd be like, come here, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Ovechkin would have like two shots a game. Remember how much he I, hated it, hated fucking Dale Hunter? I think Dale Hunter would just be like, no, nah, I got I got a guy in the line for some white walls. I'm not. I'm yeah, not, exactly. Not, exactly. Good call. Um, Lou Brown. I'll let you back. I'll call but, you uh, back. Yeah. But uh, last couple of, uh, quick points on the caps. Um, if I'm – if I have to blame one position on this team for the this this slide, I'm I'm absolutely putting it on the forwards, um, because I just think that that's where th- their their turnovers uh, has has been what causes causing the high danger chances that's killing this team. Um, and the last thing I want to say is to Todd's point, or actually both of you guys, you don't want to limp into the playoffs. I want to add another reason to that is if this coaching staff can do a good job getting that one seed in the Metro, will make a huge difference. Because with, with the defense and the problem with the hiding guys, this and that, that they're going to need to do, easier to do when you have the last change. First two series, if they win the Metro, they'll have that opportunity. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and piggyback on what you just said about the forwards because I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think defensively there are glaring deficiencies, but we know what they are, and there's ways to try and mask that. But this is the ultimate team game because it flips. So it's like a shuttle run, yeah. you know? Good job. You made it to that line. Now you got to get back. And now you got to go. And now you got to get back. So it's a constant cat and mouse game. The forwards are so important in team defense and hockey. The mistakes that they're making in the neutral zone are passive and soft and slow. And that's what I don't get. If If you're ripping it tape to tape and somebody just reads it and makes a great play, Good on them. Good job. It's almost like in football. Like if you throw a nice, like deep out, out pattern and the corner just fucking read it and you, you threw that thing on a rope and he just got there and got his hand on it or got the pick, you got to tip your hat to him. But if it's fucking soft and it's a little lame duck up there, that's on you. And yeah. that's what we're doing over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it's like overthrowing a guy on a screen pass as opposed to, you know, missing him on a, on the, on a fly pattern. Yeah. You know? If you're going to fuck up, fuck up fast in hockey. That, that's kind of always been that way, and we're just not doing it that way. Can we get to a bright spot now like the Washington Redskins? <laughs> Hell to the Redskins. Let's do it. So bad. So oh, we did a 180. I know. Listen to us. Our only source of like optimism right now is the fucking Washington Redskins. Because <laughs> it's the offseason. It's because it's because there's still a chance. They're going to win. They're going to win no more than five games. It's like best year. of times, right? The yeah. night before the game. It's like this is the this is their night because there's still a chance. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> Bakersfield's going to cream us. <laughs> horrible transition to a horrible team. Let's do it. Oh, Trent Williams. Gets the, gets permission to seek a trade. GTFO. See you later, buddy. Thank you for your time. Right, so here, here, here's what's happened since the last time we spoke. Um, they floated the Tua rumors, uh, where the Redskins allegedly uh, told <laughs> told Tua that they want him to come in and compete with Haskins. Uh, surprisingly, um, and I'm saying this cynically, surprisingly, they leaked it to the Miami. Sun or whatever their uh, Sun Herald or whatever yeah, their newspapers. Yeah. Their, their beat reporter broke it, right? He broke it. So they they leaked it to the one team they really wanted them to know that yeah. rumor was out there. Proper leakage. At the at the same time, they were talking about how great Dwayne is doing. Um, you know, we're in lying season. You can't believe anything that's anybody <laughs> You've said. said this, and, and the more you harp on it each week, and the more I, I'm, I'm following different guys on Twitter and stuff, oh, my God, it is just yeah. a series of lies. And then, Mi- lie more. then yeah. Miami will come out with their beat reporter saying, well, they're, they're not really married to Tua, and they really, you know, they, well, they really like Justin Herbert. And they, and even, yeah, and right, hey, right, right. And, they, and, and love is getting love. They're like, hey, we could draft him, too. Yeah, it's like, Jesus so Christ. You can't believe anything. I came out of the combine strengthening my – Belief that they're going to draft Chase Young. I think so too. Um, Okuda looked a little stiff from all accounts, even <laughs> though when you put on the tape, he's not stiff, but he ran a little stiff and he didn't do great in his workouts, but still he can cover. So, yes. you know, yes. Um, and that's what, uh, who was it? Deion Sanders said, watch his tape. He doesn't look stiff, you know? Right. And right. so, uh, I mean, all Simmons did was run a 4 3 9, um, you know. I, I love watching the offensive tackles run. I mean, they, they said that the one guy, 6'7", 360, ran a 5'1", or 5'0", something, whatever. When's he ever going to run 40 yards? How do he do in the stuff where he has to move side to side? Right, right. right. How about getting up out of his stance yeah. and, and being right. explosive so, for five seconds? So he's the fastest illegal man downfield of all time. <laughs> so, That's a good point. Ineligible, sorry. So leaving the combine, I am – I, I'm more confident than I was that they're that they've locked on the Chase Young. I really hope so. Unless yeah. somebody comes in with a a a, dra- a draft day trade that we simply can't refuse, 
I think Chase Young is a can't miss. And, and that's got to be an overwhelming. Overwhelming. I mean, that's got to be a sucker. And I think that's what they're looking for. Right. But Chase Young, when they were interviewing him after the combine, uh, said, who was your most memorable interview? He said, the Redskins. So they must have told him something because he came out saying that was my most inter- memorable interview. It's and- gotten to the point where something drastic is going to happen for them not to take him. Yeah. Because he's well, a local I, boy, Ohio State ties, knows a lot of guys on the I team. Think, I think his medicals were good. Yeah. I think he interviewed well. Mm-hmm. I think they saw what they needed to see. And you had been saying all along, as long as there are no red flags, this is the guy. And so far, there's no red flags. And I love his answers. I'm not. He's like, I'm not running a 40 here. I'm not running a 40 at Ohio State. I don't care about 40 yards. I'll do pass drills because I know I'm the best. What do I have to I, you know, I'm not a combine workout guy. I'm I'm a football player, right? And I thought that was badass. Why do Did I need you see to work me run out? down that that running back? Well, he said, yeah. why do I need to work out for you guys? Right. They know what I can do. I'm here to interview. I'm here to to you know. So they know I can answer questions. Um, they get they get to meet me. They get to see how I respond to questions. How to how I respond to certain topics, maybe that are uncomfortable. Um, you know, do I throw temper tantrums, leave the room, uh, or you know, do I? Accept criticism. If someone says you're not very good against a run, mm-hmm. what do you do? You throw a temper tantrum or do you really, you know, you hang in there? They go over the whiteboard with, you know, how do you, you know, what's your pass move in this situation? What's your responsibility here? Apparently, well, he yeah. did all that with flying colors. And that's my, that was my only concern was, is he just, is he a true badass? Cause you know, he's got the talent. I mean, obviously, there's no question about that. He's probably the best player in the draft. But he needs to be a badass for 10 years at the NFL level. That's what we need. And I feel like what you're talking about leads to that as well, a strong possibility. I think your best um, – uh, what's the bow? What's the, which which Bose is out in South, San Francisco? Nick. 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 When he said this guy's a, a machine. I mean, this is a guy who was like almost rookie of the year, and he's a badass. And if he's saying that this yeah. guy's a badass when he right. doesn't really have to. Right. You know? Um, I – I just left thinking we're 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 going to draft Chase Young. I had the same exact thought, and I hope you're right. Um, I, I, hope think I hope the Redskins stick to their guns because I mean we said it now. Going back to the season when we were talking about what does this team need, what are the good teams doing? That disruptive edge rush is you, you can't replace it with anything else. You it's never a fucking game changer. You never yeah. ever ever except if you're Cincinnati, um, <laughs> and you know where the need meets the best player. You never draft for need. In the first round, ever you always take the best player because the Redskins, Josh Dotson. Ne- yeah, well, the Redskins <laughs> need a bunch of different things, but if they're not as good as Chase Young, why are you taking them? Bingo. Why are you taking someone who's the tenth best player in the draft just because you need that person because you don't have anybody else? Why can't you just go sign a vet? They're all sitting there. Well, like you said, when we have the laundry list of needs that we do, it almost makes the pick a no-brainer. You, you you take the guy that's going to be impactful yeah. on day one. I, I'm I'm with you now. I'm not saying he's the next Lawrence Taylor, but I'm saying is 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 he? I think they think can get you, you know, five Pro Bowls, um, and, and just be solid and disruptive. And That'd you be have, amazing if you have him and Sweat on the same on different sides. Yep. You know now you're now you're having a very formidable pass rush. You can get off the field on third down. I think they're going to be remarkably better just with Jack Del Rio. I, bingo. That's Agreed. exactly what I was going right? to say. You give him another tool in that in that arsenal, and oh, I and mean, he's don't a happy forget man. that Ron Rivera is a defensive guy. Oh, he's yeah. a defensive guy, hard nosed, disciplined, defensive. Yeah. Unlike linebacker, is that he played? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Arizona, who brought in Kingsbury, who I'm not sure he even knows what defense is. He was all quarterback. But he's dreamy. I, oh, he's he's good looking. Yeah. Maybe Jerry can roll him. But uh, <laughs> man, rocket over there in, uh, but, in Arizona. Uh, so so he was. They 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 were not afraid to do the uh, Kyler Murray for Josh Rosen thing because that right. was his guy. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Rivera is a defensive guy. So anyway, I thought that was good. I am so happy with what they're doing with Trent Williams. Um, it's what I said they should have done a week ago. Um, Hey man, you want twenty million dollars a year, like you say, because it's all about the money. That's mm-hmm. all. That's what he wants. He wants the biggest contract. Go get somebody and get it for you. That's right. But I need a one. Mm-hmm. So you can go to any team you want to. You have permission to to get your long term deal. That does two things. One, it allows Trent to have a little dose of reality that nobody's paying him that shit. Right. And it also that that will allow uh, when a team comes and says, "All right, I'll give you two years at sixteen million each," but that's all I'm giving you, and that's his best deal. He can come back to Ron Rivera and say, "Okay." You went out there, 
we'll give you 17 for two years, or, or you give the, the Redskins a chance to match. Mm-hmm. And so it lowers his expectations. The second thing is, if he does find that contract you're not willing to pay, he gets to negotiate with every team to lock down the contract, which makes them want to give them more compensation. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to trade for Trent Williams. Um, you're not going to offer anything more than a three or four if you don't think you're going to lock him down for a long term. Exactly. So you you let him do that piece first. I think the I I do think from hearing some of the uh, the guys in the know in the NFL that the one compensation has passed. Well, I think the best we're going to get is a two. Why is it passed? Why is it any different than last year? First of all, because Adam Schefter said so. I'm with know. John Kime. <laughs> I'm with John Kime. Nobody was giving him a one last year. Right. That was all bullshit. The, the Cleveland was not giving him a. They didn't offer a one last year at all. That was bullshit. Um, so, but if they did, they should offer it to him now. He's the same player, mm-hmm. same situation. Right. Uh, less, less wear and tear. Um, but so if they don't get a one, that means they would have never gotten a one. The people who hate Bruce Allen, I'm included. Once <laughs> yeah, the narrative, the narrative is, is that they had this massive trade deal and he refused to talk to him. The reality is, is there weren't any big deals for this guy. Right. And there's not going to be any big deals. What they get this year will be the same type of deal they were offered last year. Hey, you're probably right. I'm, I'm I'm 100% certain of it. Well, it just solidifies that I think it was the right hire. I think Rivera and crew, uh, they're not playing hardball with anybody. They're just playing reality ball. It's right. like, no, you, you guys are older. You're a little bit damaged goods, and we're not, we're not acquiescing to your demands right now. This is bullshit. The know? word is that they are targeting um, – Bradbury, the yes, cornerback, the corner from Carolina, who wants fifteen million. I hope they don't pay him that much because he's not that. I'm, I, I, I'm a little leery of the Josh Norman situation where he overvalues his own uh, ability. I mean, right. they all do, right? Sure. And cornerbacks are are traditionally the most arrogant of all the of them all. Are oh, they in wide receivers or the yeah, divas? They're the divas. Yeah, but um, I just made up that word diva est. Rivera has the benefit of actually knowing this kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows him in and out. Yep. So if he's a if he's a locker room cancer, if he's a prima donna, um, I don't think Josh Norman was any of those things either. I just don't think he could run. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think he was a cover corner. He was a he was a no, corner. He was his own corner, and yeah. he was really good at it. Yeah, but he can't run anymore. Right. Um. So I think they're gonna get that. They've also along with everybody else in the league, wants that Austin Hooper. This is a terrible year for tight ends. <laughs> it's a terrible year. It just breaks my heart. Yeah, It breaks my heart. But there is no – I mean, that Hunter Henry got franchised. I know. Really? Ugh. Yeah. Can you believe that? What the f- – <laughs> So right. it's just – and, and everybody, all the good tight ends will be gone in that second All round. the good tight ends are going to be up in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. The, the Ravens. The Ravens are going to draft like two tight ends in each round. <laughs> And then not give the Redskins any opportunity to trade with them. It's going to yeah. drive you crazy again. They're going to have a guy in the practice squad better than our our starting tight end. We're going to keep revolutionizing offense and get rid of all but one wide receiver and have seven tight ends that are rotating it out. Oh, it's awesome. We're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. So anything else for the week? Or you think we've uh, lamented enough on our teams and uh, tried to grasp at straws on any positive All weekend? I'm hoping for tonight with the Caps is a win and no power play. C-A-P-S, <laughs> Caps, Caps, Caps. I would love, because this game is in New York, correct? Yeah. yeah I would yep. love to see us go up there. The Rangers play, don't even give a fuck. Play a good, solid 4-2 victory on the road. I don't even care if it's 3-2 and we have to get an empty netter. I want to see us give up no more than two goals tonight. And then again on Sunday when we play Pittsburgh. That is Sunday, right? Yes. Or is it Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Um, That's going to be some yeah, shit. Because yeah. Caps early Saturday, um, Terps early Sunday. That's right. I would love to see just good, old-fashioned. I don't want to see Dale Hunter boring hockey, but I want to see a good, tightened-up, neutral-zone, defensive-minded Caps team come out and win a couple games. Here. I'd like to see the Caps be in control from the beginning mm-hmm. and stay in control. Yes. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. And I don't need to see 35 shots on goal. What I don't want to see is for the other team to have a two-to-one advantage on us midway through the second period. That would drive me fucking crazy. Because right? that's been happening, by the way. But, and that's what, all, that's what I'm expecting. Most, I'm expecting of our offensive, at, yeah. most of our offensive pressure in the third period is score effects, like Jeremy likes to say. You know, When a team's down, they're going to find a way to get pucks at the net. Unfortunately, we've been the team that's been down. Yeah, again, that's when, when they're playing well and that happens, it doesn't bother me. Exactly but, right. You know, but on the other end, well. <laughs> they, well, they're not good enough right now to chase goals either. Right. So, But... 
it's really you fucks that are the problem because we are. Well, I threw out the text of our old school picking score and who scores first, and you fucking ignored me. And I know you, Jeremy, ain't got shit going on. <laughs> you just choose to fucking ignore me. Todd's got 12 kids. They all play sports. Or he's either at Bryce with the servants. He may have servant problems. Who knows? You know, maybe, maybe the butler quit. But you motherfucker sitting in your chair saying, fuck Jerry, I'm not even, I'm not even responding. <laughs> That's what pisses me off. Well, exactly, I, I, I had, what, I had, exactly what happens. I, I had a picture of Jeremy like right before the game starts because he never watches in real time. So he always catches up on DVR. I could, I could picture him standing there, finishing making his dinner, dropping some ice in the glass, making himself a beverage and seeing a text from Jerry and just being like, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm not texting him back right now. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I was drinking it neat, but other than that, spot on. <laughs> and you know what? I'd like to apologize to my wife, my wonderful wife, who I am How the worst. How many times a day do you have to do that? Uh, it's usually a couple times a week, but I am the worst <laughs> sports husband ever. She's not allowed to watch a game. All she wants to do is watch a fucking game. I'm like, no, turn that shit off. We're down one nothing. What the fuck? You know so the you, deal. So when you turn it off and you go to your phone, you won't even let her keep yeah. it on? She goes into the bedroom. She, she just gets up after I mean she doesn't do it immediately because she knows that 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 I'll, I'll notice right right but when I put on like it you know days of thunder <laughs> days of thunder rules yeah, and I'm watching that shit like after five minutes she'll just sort of sneak out into the bedroom and then I, like 15 minutes I'm like where'd Holly go and she's in there cuddled up with all the dogs watching the game watching the game with no sound on nice and calm regardless yeah. of the score Smart. meanwhile you're over here t- you know pulling yeah. your hair out yeah oh that's great that's great well hey that's what sports does to us right so until next week, let's hope we uh, let's hope we flip the vibe next week, and we're talking about Maryland, you know, going into the Big Ten tournament or even winning a game by that point. Uh, the Caps getting back on track a little bit, and you know, riding the ship. Because uh, if not, I'm going to be pretty fucking pissed. Respond to my texts, fuckers. Cheers. I just sent one. Biatch. Cheers. All right, boys. Until next week, please give us a follow out there. Wings, beers, and tears. Your favorite sports DMV podcast. Peace. See ya. Yeah.